Hello and welcome to the Draft Talk podcast. The Draft Talk podcast is your go-to podcast for all your NFL draft needs. Gat report, mock drafts, interviews, absolutely everything you could need before the NFL draft. I'm here today, Brian, and I'm happy as ever to have our three Draft Talk scouts with me today. All right, MG and Stu, how are you doing, guys? Yeah, all good. And in the nicest possible way, I'm looking forward to getting this over with because we're talking safeties. Let's just get it over with. I think that's a collective feeling, isn't it? It's just a group that, A, I find difficult to scout and in and, and a difficult position to evaluate. And B, just it's not the best group in the world this year, unfortunately. Yeah, all good, Brian. As the guys have said, it, it, nobody's really, there's not a huge number of, of players standing out of this position. It's a difficult position to look at because you want them to do numerous different things. Um, and the way that teams scheme things up at the moment, um, you you can find yourself a little bit lost, I think, transferring to, to the NFL as a safety. So it'll be interesting to see who we've got. Let's go. But that's why it's that's important to listen to us, though, because we're going to give you some names that you'll definitely have never heard of before. There we go. Oh, we've got to sweep in MJ there and be like, no, I love safeties. This has got to be so much fun. I cannot wait to tell them about the safeties. But hey, here we are, and he's got to be good. And these guys are going to get drafted, and he may well be in your team. Don't you dare go anywhere. Um, but yes, as we said, we are well and truly in our top five season. Uh, part of my uh, favourite hole part of the whole draft season, or part of the whole football season, season within the season, within the season. Uh, reminds me of Inception, you know, dream within a dream, within a dream. That, that film definitely be in my top five. It should be in everybody's top five. But um, we'll do that after the draft. So back to the football. Yes, top five, it's safeties. We've done the rest of the defence, corners, interior defensive line, exterior defensive line, linebackers. Go check them out if you haven't already. But yes, let's get rolling with our top five safeties. All right, I'm coming to you first. Who have you got at number five? Thank you very much for that. Um, so at number oh, five, yeah. let's see. Let's see what's going on. So at number five, I have got Jartavius Martin from Illinois. Um, and we said it's not a great class, but he's, he's, he's a decent enough player. Uh, and when watching Illinois, they've got so many defensive backs and they were all really, really good. And say watching Devon Witherspoon, um, this guy just just caught my eye and I, I really liked what I saw. And he, he's a player, I think, that is going to be best. Uh, more sat back in coverage that he can let everything unfold in front of him. Um, I think he's more proactive rather than, more than reactive. And he goes looking for work. Had 11 pass breakups and three interceptions in 2022. So decently productive. Uh, just a, a high-end, non-stop motor, a really good burst out of his stance as well. And that, that showed up on the testing numbers. He had a really good 10-yard split. And I really think he was like 98th percentile for, for broad jump and vertical jump, which is obviously really, really good. Um, efficient enough as a tackler. Uh, valuable as a last line of defence type of type of guy who you can just say let tackle. But he can be reliable enough in coverage. His route recognition is good enough as well. Uh, He's going to be a scheme-specific player. You're going to need to play him in a zone scheme where he can play a little bit off-man. But, um, yeah, and he can get caught when covering larger receivers. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to want uh, up against tight ends, which, say, isn't great because you probably are going to play him in the in the slot or the nickel quite a bit. But he's just a player that really stood out. And, yeah, what I saw from there was, was enough to get a, 
ahead of some guys. Yeah, didn't yeah. make my top five, but again, who knows what this top five? And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be chipping and slag off anyone's top fives here because it is pretty difficult to to kind of rank these guys. I mean, he's a, he's a guy who he's ag- aggressive coming down the hill, and he's a good strong tackler. Um, he plays well in run support, and he, but he can track the ball quite well as well. I think yeah. um, he's got he's got good ball skills when breaking on on routes. Um, for me, just kind of missed out. I think that um, when he's, he's he's a bit more instinctive than I would say than explosive, um, if that's fair. He's not quite the twitchiest of guys, but I think he's 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 a solid prospect. I think they have um, a good good group in Illinois as well, and um, yeah, he, he could be he could be a reliable, steady type player for, for somebody. And, and I think that's exactly what we're looking at here is that this group is if you're looking to draft one, you want some reliability and you want some kind of like steady eddy sort of production out of them. Um, and Jartavius Martin will, will give you that in, in some aspects of the game. Run defence, very, very good. Um, doesn't tend to miss tackles. He only missed seven tackles out of over 120 attempts, I think. He's got a little bit of experience um, outside on on the corner as well. So he's, he's got some versatility there. He is more of your kind of physical down, down in the box kind of um, safety. Um, but in terms of what we're looking at here, in terms of reliability and, you know, give him a job to do and, and he will he will be reliable in that aspect. I, you know, I think he's a he's a, got a decent prospect. He's a decent prospect. He doesn't make my five, but I think we're going to be we're going to have lots of different guys that we're going to talk about here. So good, good player, good prospect, but yeah, not quite in my five. I think sometimes it could just be a different way of going about things, right? Especially when there's there's a class of say not a lot of top end talent. That do you go for guys who you know you think will be able to get on the field, but you know what you're going to get, and you're not going to get much else, or do you go for guys who maybe have a trait that you really like that you think you can hang your hat on and think, well, this is going to make them a really good player and they could be better in the NFL. And I've I've maybe gone more towards that line and I have there some guys that's going to miss out on my top five that I think you guys might have that are more steady eddies that I've gone. Now I'm going if I'm going to if I'm going to take a punt on a on a let's call it, I'd say an average linebacker, then I, I'm maybe going to take a punt on someone who who has something about them. And that's a, I I really liked what I saw from uh, from Jartavius Martin. Goes by Quan. So on draft night if you see Quan Martin go then, uh, then that's him. Good to know, good to know. Let's take Quan to know Quan, right? Uh, Christ okay. almighty. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was off the cuff as was, well. That was even a bad one. I'll tell you what, I wasted on this fucker. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was your, uh, your number five. My number five. Okay, so my number five, I've gone for JL Skinner from Boise State. Um... And he is a he's a bigger guy. He's six foot four, um, two hundred and ten pounds, but not not huge. He's, he's he's still quite sort of lanky for for two hundred and ten pounds. Um, he again he's he's a sort of a down in the box um, safety more than anything else. He's got the size that he could be the sort of guy that you're going to line up against tight ends. So he's got that that going for him. He's competitive. Um, He's also one of these guys who's willing in the run game, doesn't take snaps off. He's got, because of his, his size, he's got a good wingspan. So actually he's, he's pretty good 
um, closer to the line in coverage. I don't really want him in space and I don't really want him going backwards um, because that's where it all starts to fall apart. And I think that's that's true of a, a few of these guys. Um, he, unfortunately, he, he tore a peck early 2023. So he's missed a lot of this sort of draft process. Um, didn't, uh, hasn't tested at various points. Um, but I quite liked what I saw. And, and as I say, you, you're just looking for something in these guys um, and I thought that his his size out of all the guys that I looked at was um, was unique and a bit standout. So I've gone for JL Skinner at five. Yeah. Sorry, Owens. Owens just wanting to jump in. No, yeah, I'm I, really not. No, I don't have JL Skinner in my top five. Um, he's he's a big guy. He's one of those. They talk about coming coming off the bus and looking impressive and he's a guy who is big for a safety um he's got good straight line speed but I, I wouldn't necessarily want him shifting around and changing direction he's that one who you, you could line up against these tight ends to try and erase the tight end pass but i think the better tight ends will, will get the better of him unfortunately they'll turn him around and and, and have him gone i think that he's um He's, he's strong, he's physical, but you're going to have to find a role for him. Um, I wouldn't want him being a single high safety by any stretch of imagination. He's going to play much closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, not not top five material for me on this one. No, uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, he's not in mine. I, I really, really struggled with JL Skinner, I'll be honest. Almost, I, I don't, if you draft him, what do you what do you do with him was my issue, right? What, because... His his change of direction and his kind of mobility skills were were pretty non-existent. I think that showed up at the uh, at the senior ball as well. He was getting torched by guys in one-on-one drills. Like if they, if they could, especially the twitchier guys, like he just could not keep up with with anyone. And I, I think that goes with what you were saying there, MJ, about you you're not going to want him backpedaling at all because. He just can't do it, you know. If he's going to have to like kind of turn, you know, 180 degrees either side, I just be honest, I just don't think he can do it, and and that means that he can he can be um, kind of fooled with misdirection, especially with craftier receivers that they're just gonna they're just gonna be able to to just run run off him in in pretty much any direction. I I, I really struggle with JL Skinner. He's right down my rankings. Um, yeah. But do you do you hear a bin making an appearance? Oh, oh, I well, I oh. forgot about the bin. Um, yeah, yes, um, yeah. You he got sound effects. He's he's been worthy. <laughs> it's a been a couple of years since we brought out the bin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like him at all. No, he he's not in my top five either. But hey, what does that mean? Anything? Well, we've got a treat next because the next guy everybody likes. How how good's that? Uh, Stu, give us your, your number five, please. Yeah, so oh, that sounds like he makes everyone's top five. So that's Jamie Robinson um, from FSU. I think he is a versatile player. He's a really high motor, high intensity player. Much better at the line of scrimmage. Line of scrimmage? Line of scrimmage. Um, he's, he's a better tackler than he is a ball player, I think. Um, he, I think he's he's not great in coverage. I would definitely be wanting him having that kind of robber kind of roaming role watching the quarterback's eyes even being a quarterback spy at times as well but yeah physical hard-hitting player I really liked watching him actually compared to some of these other guys that I watched um he's he's my number five 
Yep. Um, I, I like him as well. I've got him at number four. Um, and he was one of the better all-round players at this position, I thought. I, I thought you've got that kind of tough physical guy. He's quite feisty. He does like to play on the attack. Strong guy. He was uh, he was second among the safeties in terms of bench reps um, at the the uh, at the combine. He's he's had a good split of where he's seen time on the field. So uh, when he was at South Carolina, um, there was a bit more time in the slot, and then he's moved to a, a kind of a split between free safety and and down in the box. So he's got some good experience in in all of those sorts of roles. He's always involved. He's always in and around the ball. He's got a high number of, of tackles per game. He, as I say, he really gets involved, doesn't miss a lot of tackles. The, the knock on him is that he's not particularly big. He's got, he's kind of short-armed. He could get out-muscled and he's not overly fast. But in terms of a, a, a good, solid, all-round prospect, I thought I really liked what I saw from Jamie Robinson. So he came in at number four. Yeah, number four for me as well. As I said, extremely experienced so over four seasons, over 2,900 snaps, which is unbelievable, really. Uh, what I liked about him is that, that I felt like he he was quite gifted physically, actually. Um, by physically, I mean that he was able to use his body to transition into toughness and physicality. Uh, it was kind of relentless in his, in his pursuit, especially coming downhill and as a tackler. I thought he was extremely strong. So he hammered the bench press uh, at, at, the, at the combine. Um, I thought he was kind of had explosive movement um, skills and burst. It wasn't say long speed, but it was kind of the, the initial burst. I thought was was explosive enough uh, in coverage. I thought he was agile enough as well for the physicality. Manages leverage really well. Could also high high point the football. That they there was just stuff there that I really liked. Um, the physicality could be a little bit out of control at times, which again will lead to some penalties and can get caught flat-footed at times. His recognition, his awareness could be a little bit better, but there was stuff there to like. Stuff there to like. What a compliment. Heading on up. How good is that? There we go. Um, okay, we've had everyone's, well, nearly uh, some fives and a four. Do you give us your uh, number, five, uh, number four, please? Uh, my number four is a Christopher Smith from Georgia. Um, he's a player who Again, to play on that uh, Georgia defense, you've got to be a pretty pretty decent player. He's someone who has lined up all over the Georgia Bulldogs defense, um, really depending on on his matchups. He's a really instinctual player. Um, he's a good communicator. Um, he he reads the passing concepts pretty well. Um, he understands how to use his leverage. He he's quite a fluid mover. He really can trigger downhill and and he can hit big. Is tackling, he doesn't sometimes wrap up as well, and he can be a little bit indecisive at times. But he is a physical striker when when he when he wants to be. Um, he is a bit on the short side. Um, his arm length, you know, but he can be kind of boxed out a little bit by some guys who are maybe a bit bigger, and particularly if you're up against some of these bigger tight ends. But um, for me, he's someone who you could play that kind of free safety role. Um, He's got that versatility if you need to move him around, but a good leadership, um, good IQ, and he's my number four. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't make my top five, but he was 
he was unique almost in that there, there are not many guys who that's their speciality to play deep, that, that they have the ability to play in that kind of free roaming, free safety role. Um, and he, he does it very well. And his production is he has decent levels of production. Um, I, I think it was the, the, the tackling that probably knocked him out. I, I didn't really... <laughs> Out of my five, I didn't really go six, seven, eight, nine. I just had the the rest, um, and um, it probably was the tackling that that knocked him out of there. But he was he was different to the the other guys that I'd seen in terms of that. There's not a lot. So if you do want somebody at that free safety role, um, because you're not going to want him up near the line too much because of that size. That he doesn't really have that size to be playing up it up in the box. Um, but yeah, in terms of free safety, he he may well be your best option. I haven't ranked him either. Well, he would have been number six for me. Um, the way I would describe him is kind of a jack of all trades and master of none. And the, yeah. he can do a bit of everything that he didn't really have any athleticism to speak of. He was under 33 percentile for basically all testing. Um, extremely sloppy as a tackler, as you said there, MJ, that that was something I really struggled with. Um, and, and just seemed to be a little bit behind. He was much better in 2022. Um, but as a player, I think he still has a long way to go to develop into a guy that would be able to see the field constantly. I think he'd be more of a kind of a package type player. Uh, and I'm just not a fan of developing older prospects, I guess, that if you're going to take a punt on a guy, then take a punt on the younger ones. Um, uh, but yeah, it does have very good ball skills. That's something that I really did like about him. And I think he's very intelligent, he's very instinctual. Um, but yeah, it just, just wasn't enough, I'm afraid. Cool, cool. Moving on. Um, oh, another one we all like. Oh, nice. Uh, MJ, give us your number three, please. Um, okay, so number three for me was Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Um, again, this is you know big guy. We're talking six two, around two hundred pounds. Um, but again, one of those guys who's going to be up closer to the the line of scrimmage up up in the box or up in you know a, a kind of one of those tall kind of slot covers. Um, the 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 thing is that, that I I where I struggled with him was when I looked was looking through I was expecting more from this year. I know I think he got um, he got injured at some point this year, which probably affected him. But actually, his 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 breakout year was 2021 and his, his statistics there were, were really good and his, his play were, was was really good um but actually if you look production wise it's not like he's racking up um interceptions or incompletions or or anything like that but he is he does he does look he looks the part on on the field and he he's got he's another one of those guys with these positions you need them to have decent footballing iq it's all kind of stops rather than being a ball hawk. And I think that's probably where I'd like him to improve. Um, but he does have ability in terms of uh, kind of that burst. He's able he's able to beat blockers, which again, I thought was something that stood out for him. Um, but I'll be honest, I, I you know, I, I got him hovering around the number two mark. But then when I looked into it a bit further, I, I just a couple of those knocks brought him back down to number three for me. Yeah, Evan was, num- Evan was number three as well. Um, I think he's a guy who um, processes things really quickly. Um, he's a quick, fluid mover around the around the field, 
He's, he's capable enough at tackling as well. It's not something I would have a knock on him for. Yeah, the ball skills is, is something that is, is maybe needing developed there as well. Um, but he's, he's, he's plenty quick enough. He's got good size. Um, I think he could, he could play in a, a variety of roles, but that kind of probably strong safety-ish rule is probably where I would think he would be best suited at. He was, I was much higher on him in the summer, but he hasn't had quite such a good year. He's kind of fallen off the radar a little bit. Um, you know, early, you know, these way too early mocks that you see people, he had him going back end of round one type thing. I think he's far away from that now. But um, yeah, there's lots to like about Antonio Johnson. Yeah, I think there was actually quite a lot there to like. I had him at number two. Um, um, I came away more impressed with him than, than I expected, especially going back to the summer. Uh, we all kind of knew, I don't think the evaluations changed that much, uh, especially with the Texas A&M were, were pretty bad last year, unexpectedly. And um, he strikes me as a player who is going to be much better in the NFL than than he was in college. He just needs to find his role uh, and the team needs to kind of help him to do that. So his size more than good enough. And he's a player who, who doesn't leave anything out on the field. He gives 100%. He gives us all all the time. I think he is a, well, he is a leader on the on on the defense at Texas A and M. I think he'll be able to be a good communicator and leader in the NFL as well. Uh, good length and I say su- sufficient and all kind of an all rounder of a safety that I can't quite work out at the moment. That I just like him doing everything, but I would like more of everything at the same time. Um, you know, in coverage, I think he can dis- disrupt routes enough. He, you know, he's shifty enough. Um, he can break up passes. His frame's more than good enough to to help him out with that. He's diagnosing plays, especially when the, there's um, kind of I'm trying to think the, what's the right word. Catching the ball at the backfield with running backs, him track coming down and and recognizing those when no one else does. I found was was really impressive. Um, wasn't a great tester, but I think I saw enough athleticism on tape that that was enough that uh, that I didn't really care about the testing that much. I thought he was you know quick enough, run, ran powerfully, had long strides, footwork was quick enough. Uh, just rarely misses a tackle. Um, you can say negotiate through traffic, as you said there, MJ, and attacking the line of scrimmage that he can work his way through traffic and he will wrap you up. Um, weaknesses, yeah, I would like to be a little bit more fluid. Um, you know can play a little bit more physical at times maybe as well and say that production was extremely limited uh, last year I put that down to maybe not getting many opportunities just in the scheme that he's in but uh, I guess the ball skills have never really been tested uh, so it's difficult to to evaluate them but I think I think he's probably a day two player whereabouts he goes I don't know but I think there's a lot there to like and I guess if you are a team who's in need of a safety and there are options which are quite limited uh, Antonio Johnson could get pushed up the board for that reason. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, let's do. We'll have your number two, please, next. Okay, so my number two. We've we've been to Illinois and we're going back to Illinois. Um, and Sydney Brown, for me, is my number two safety because. I've probably got an extra safety in there that these other guys are not going to have for various reasons. Um, I think he's someone who can play all three downs. I think he's a really quick, instinctive football player who um, could play down the slot, but I also think he could play a deeper part, deeper role as well. Um, he's he's plenty athletic. He's got that real kind of closing burst about him. Um, he has come up as much to play sub linebacker and he's played deep safety as well. Um, 
he is a bit shorter and it maybe impacts him his ability to tackle, but um he he can jump to the ball. He seems to have a nose for the ball. He had um six interceptions last year. Um really fun player to watch. I think that he's someone who could get on the field early and often as he is a year one player. He's had um five years starting, he's got real leadership qualities, um always on the attack mode, and he's a player that I really liked. Yeah, he he was nearly he he would have been my number six. Um, I I really liked him. I I think he's he's one of these guys who's had a great pre-draft process, and the talk about him has increased. Um, obviously, he's he's tested really well. He's probably somebody who's looked at the rest of this safety class and thought, well, you know, if I can if I can do what I can over these months, whether it's in the testing or whether it's in the interviews, I I can probably get myself higher up um, a number of boards and, and hear my name called earlier than I might have expected. Um, the the issue with him was the the mistackling was, the, you know, I mean, I think it's up around, it's almost a, a 20% in terms of mistackles. So he's a little bit boom boom or bust because you've also got the production of the um, the number of picks that he's made, which, which counts in his favour. So if you can if you can clean up the tackling then the instincts that he's got around the production that he's had at college level and he's obviously got tons of experience in there um but if you can clean up the tackling then you're going to get yourself a really good prospect so yeah i I like sydney brown he only just missed out yeah i like him too he was number three for me and it was quite close between him and antonio johnson actually between the two and three spots but yeah sydney brown comes out at three for me as i said versatile can play everywhere really um, just a, a physical player, has great strength, has great athleticism too. I was really impressed with his athletic ability. Bursty, rangy, uh, translates well as a run defender, I think. You know, he's patient, hard hitter as a tackler. Uh, but yes, missed tackles. I had it at 18%, so around that 20% missed, missed rate for his entire college career, which isn't great, improved in 2022, but say that was something you're going to have to work on. Um, has played special teams as well, which is kind of important if you know these players are going to need to do a bit of everything and he's a good special teams player. Uh, has the ball skills, hand usage, to, you know, able to take the ball away. Was it 10 career interceptions, six of them in 2022. So he's a player that's really come on in his senior year, performed really well at the senior bowl as well. Uh, and I think that was, that was say, enough for him. I think he's shown good enough instincts be able to stick with receivers in his routes as well that uh, he can do a bit of everything uh and so i think uh, yeah sydney brown's done enough and again he i think he could be one of those guys that goes day two lovely stuff all right we're sort of wrapping it up now mj who's your number two please okay back back to me so um i went with somebody who i thought was a real kind of steady eddie mr consistent at number two and that's jordan battle from alabama um Three years, last three years, his consistency has been just really up there with with the best of them. I mean, if you um, obviously we don't go solely by things like PFF, but if you look at his PFF grades, you know they they are over eighty across the last three years, especially in coverage. Um, and he he knows his role. He's got good good size, good speed. Um, you know, good kind of frame for this position. He comes in just over six foot and he's about 210 pounds. Um, he's got versatility because he's had so many snaps, you know, he's played in a number of different positions. So again, he comes in into this kind of jack of all trades um, kind of marker with him. 
he's got some impressive pick sixes on his his resume as well. Um, he's also able to come downhill. He's able to break the lines. He's able to blitz, but he's, he also has that ability to be good in coverage. Um, I wonder. I did wonder when I was looking at it whether I, I was giving him a bit of an Alabama bounce, um, and he was coming in at two for me. Partly, you know, because he's he's obviously played on a on a really good team with um, uh, a number of colleagues who, you know, maybe he won't have the same calibre of defence that he's that he's playing with. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought in terms of this position group, absolute steady Eddie, Mister Reliable, uh, Jordan Battle coming in at number two. Yeah, for me, he's also on the board and he's number one because for those who've not listened to the cornerback one yet, the, the guys will tell you who their number one is. But yeah, for me, Jordan Battle was, was my number one. Um, MJ's covered it quite nicely. I think he's someone, you don't play 50 games for Alabama if you're useless. Is, is, is my take on it but that, I think there's more than that just not because he's not just played for Alabama I think he's someone who makes intelligent plays um, both in the run and the pass game I think yeah, he's got nice movement skills he he can close from that 10, 10 yards or so into people he he makes he, he's a technically pretty good tackler um, I think he's he can be physical and aggressive when he needs to be um, in pass coverage he, he does well he, team, he moves well he's got nice hip movement um, he's he's got he's got good speed. He can keep up with 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 plenty of guys. He can move sideline to sideline pretty well. Um, I think he reads and diagnoses routes really well. I think he might struggle against some of the more explosive players. Um, as he's not he's not absolutely explosive, but he's got lots of high end traits that I like. Um, and yeah, for me, notwithstanding the obvious, he was he was the next guy up for me. I haven't ranked him. Yeah, um... I've worked that out. <laughs> That I just he's a player that kind of just got lost in the crowd in these guys and especially being at Alabama and watching him almost last year as well that that I just wanted more there and he's a player that for me should have come out last year and yeah I, I would agree no with question that. in my mind that he should have come out last year and then you know I watched him last year I had his evaluation written up for last year expecting him to come out and uh, and it didn't happen and. I'm not sure I saw any development from last year to this year. I was I saw the same, the same prospect. Actually, I think I preferred the tape in 2021 to to what I saw in in 2022. Um, then the explosive testing is what bottom 15th percentile for vert three cone shuttle and broad, which um, you know isn't great. Should we should we say and say I just don't I have not seen any development there from. From kind of junior to senior, and I, I, there's still some stuff there that I would be looking to develop, and then a guy again, you know, a senior player that that you're needing to take on, and and then doesn't have any really top tier traits that kind of I'm betting on, and I guess that's where the athleticism comes into as well, doesn't it? Uh, but I think he'll be a really consistent player, probably out of this class, probably the most consistent. You know exactly what you get from Jordan Battle. Um, uh, the way I see, it, I don't think he 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 is what right now is what you're going to get in the NFL. I don't think he ultimately changes that much is because I, I, I think his floor is here, but but I, I don't think the ceiling's any higher than than, than what we've seen. I've, I don't think that what Jordan Battle is right now is exactly what you're getting. Um, very intelligent, very consistent. He's physical too. Um, I just question kind of the high-end productivity, especially with the ceiling, uh, I think already basically being reached is, is is how i've evaluated it um uh, yeah i just 
I just saw the ceiling for some of these guys being being a lot higher, but that's no slot on, on Jordan Battle. I think if you're if you're wanting safety production in year one, then I don't think you're probably going to go wrong with Jordan Battle. Just a, just an aside, I don't know what you guys think, but often these guys who you think are going to come out and they go back for a year chasing a championship, which is what I think Jordan Battle did. He thought he was going to right. be in with a shout of winning a national championship. I, I don't know if they're always focused on their own development. And, and you find that, I don't know, do you find that you, they just have that one year where they've, they've not really progressed because they've been almost so focused on the team and so focused on trying to win a championship, they've almost forgot a little bit about themselves. And, and I've seen that with players as well. And I wonder if that's maybe where the, the kind of that year for Jordan Battle comes in. Yeah, I, I completely get what you're saying. I almost saw it the other way. And um, kind of my worry with it was that you, know, you can go to the, the what, draft advisory board and they give you a preliminary grade. And was he maybe not happy with that? That was kind of that came into my head. I wonder yeah. if, if maybe they gave him a grade which he didn't like. So he went back. And then you think, what you're saying about, uh, about Alabama should have been a lot better this year than they ended up being but then again you're taking you know hindsight's a nice thing isn't it you can go well actually mm. they they weren't they weren't great this year in terms of they lost some important games uh was it really worth coming back for but i guess you know they're always going to be favorite to win it and, and then didn't end up going um but yes it's an interesting way of, of viewing it Stu. I, I kind of viewed it, it, it the, the other way good right we've got one one guy left. Um, and so this is the first for uh, the draft talk in our top five. We've, I'll give the game away a little bit. But we've got we've got two people that have this person number one. And then our other scout doesn't have him at all. What was he thinking? I don't know. Uh, you may already know what's going on. If not, you'll figure it out. But go on there. MJ, who's number one? Okay, so so number one for me is, is Brian Branch. Back to Alabama again. Um, and this is somebody who... You know, if you've been keeping up with the draft, you should know that there's an awful lot of chatter about Brian Branch because he falls into that category of he will be on everybody's boards in terms of uh, the player that he is. He'll be right up there as one of the best prospects coming out of the college game. But in terms of the things like positional value, a lot of the chatter is, you know, where is he Where is he going to go on, on night one? Um, he is a very high floor player um absolutely fearless in the tackle he's he's a quick guy he didn't he didn't test amazingly well but he's he's quick his play speed is quick enough his footballing iq will will get him there um he's got 43 stops um in the last season and that's where you know an offense has, has got less yards than was expected on the play as, as it kind of played out um Again, always in and around the ball. He doesn't miss those tackles. Uh, he's, he's got one of the best um, uh, kind of the best missed tackle rate, if you see what I mean. He, he just doesn't does not miss. Um, and he's, as I said, he's he's, he's agile enough. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. I was listening to a couple of things um, this week where you know it's it's now like he's probably if he does fall a little bit he's not going to get pa- get past the Jags at 24. I think that's that's what's become a bit of a consensus pick for him. But it'd be really interesting to see see where he goes. But um, he is a middle of the fairway selection for anybody that takes him. He he's gonna. Uh, He'll be in the league for a long time to come, and his he will his production will 
will reflect that. And I think he will go on to, you know, bigger and better things in, in the NFL. I think he's just a great all-round player. Yeah, I am a huge fan of Brian Branch. I think he's one of the top players in this draft. I think he's absolute class. Uh, versatile chess piece is what's going to be used for him. Uh, yes, he took the predominantly of his snaps from the nickel, but you can do a lot of things with him. He's just super jacked, extremely strong, reliable as a tackler. As a tackler, you know, he's as reliable as you're going to find. Only missed four tackles in his whole college career. Um, that, that's kind of the talent that we're looking at here. Uh, tough, physical, then in coverage. I think he's extremely clever, intelligent, really stands out, hits all his assignments, plays fast. I'm re- I'm not worried about uh, the athleticism at all. It, it was a huge question coming in. Um, it is what he, how he tested at the combine really hasn't helped his draft stock, but I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, he comes, he comes down early. He can he can hit you hard, especially when say uh, kind of getting after after runners uh, and you know on screens and you know out of the backfield. Um, I just yeah really like what we see. I guess we can have a conversation with Stu here because he had him um, out as the corners and yeah I mean you know we took the mick a little bit didn't we? But yeah he is he he played seventy four percent of his snaps in twenty twenty two from the nickel. Um, but I just I would I classify him as a, a kind of a nickel slot who you will have playing some safety rather than uh, kind of a nickel that you're going to have playing on the outside I don't I can't I don't see that role from from him the NFL so I guess just you know placing him in uh, I would he's a defensive back rather than rather than anything else oh calling a defensive back that's a copy <laughs> no no it, 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 he, he can just he can play all I'm over though I know, but he, but I know, but he, but he can, can he? But that's it's it's well that, that he can do everything. It's just personally, I wouldn't have him kind of playing what they would call a true corner. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be placing him there. Whereas I would be quite happy for him to take snaps at safety. Yeah, and for those who haven't listened to the cornerback episode yet, please do. Um, but for, yeah, it's not Brian Branch is not on my safety list because I hate Brian Branch, a player. I think Brian <laughs> Branch is is, is amazing. He's, he, I absolutely love Brian Branch. He's one of my favourite players on the draft, and I'll sing the praises of Brian Branch all day long. But I ranked him as a corner, as I see him as a as a nickel corner, and I and I believe that's what he's going to be, and that's what I would be drafting him as if I was in a draft room. Nobody will give me a job anyway, so it doesn't matter. But if I was in a draft, that's what I would be calling him, and I would be listing him amongst his corners, and I had him ranked as corner three with two really good corners in front of him. So I absolutely love what you guys are saying about Brian Branch. I just see his positional value maybe slightly differently from you guys, but player-wise, top drawer, happy to have Brian Branch on any team. It's, it's perhaps, it's been interesting, hasn't it, recording these, you know, the cornerback and the safety ones. This is potentially the most difficult to do because of the roles that they play. You know, we, we could have really split it out and gone, right, let's do the top five outside cornerbacks. Let's do top five, I don't know, box safeties, and then you get into the ones that get classified. As you said, there's more than him who kind of, when, you, when you're reading some of this stuff, they get classified as defensive back more than cornerback or safety. So there's numerous different roles that these guys can play. And I think uh, Branch is one of them. We've, we've listed a couple of others there where um, actually what is, what is most positive about them is that you can play them at different positions on the field. They haven't just got one particular role. Um, and I think for this class, 
that is really important because some of them, as we've said, you know, we've we've scratched around a little bit and we've joked about it. Some of them, the the reason they will get drafted is because they've got that kind of versatility um, to play a couple of different roles. Um, and with the way defences are lining up these days with their their formations, that's that's pivotal. Yeah, and it's mostly at this point, you know, we're taking the mick out of each other. But at this point, it's just classification, isn't it? That, you know, Branch is labelled as a safety in college and that's what you go with. And you could even say the same, but I've got Jatavius Martin at number five. It plays a similar type of role, to be honest. It's just all a mixture. You know, you talk about the, the top slot guys, you're probably talking, for me, it would be Jatavius Martin, probably Clark Phillips and then Brian Branch. So uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's much of a muchness, really. But yeah, it's just... Just for classification reasons. Bit of admin. Admin, I like it. <laughs> but the last thing we need is uh, an outside corner, top five, an inside corner, top five, Stacey, top five. It could get a, a little We've bit. already that, run out of time. I would have to start <laughs> it in like November or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's top five. They're actually going to be after the draft. Yeah. Only kidding. We'll, uh, we'll put them in. And if you've been taking notes, which we have, you'll, uh, you'll figure out we have tight ends and quarterbacks left, uh, which should be pretty exciting. Both are in a, uh, a decent class we've got this year, so that's plenty of stuff to talk. Plus, we're going to try and squeeze an extra little special one in before the draft as well. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you for listening. As you know, check out the website, 99yards.com, Twitter, at 99yards. Plenty of stuff all over there. Check out the all the other pods. They're all fantastic. And that's it. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah.